0: From Radio Shows Past. You're smiling. Yes, everyone, it's Clem Flurm. Good
1: morning,
2: everybody. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you, Clem, for making the call that we always enjoy taking.
1: Hey, on that spinach thing, it's a good thing they discovered that it cures blindness because I can't see eating it for fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. There better be a good reason for eating it. That's right. Yeah, no, but let's get back to this Popeye thing for a minute there. The the spinach thing is fine, but it sounds like spinach was, it was like some sort of a drug for him, and it would only work on demand. He'd yeah, have to, maybe. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't just, he wasn't just, he didn't stay strong. He needed to keep eating spinach immediately. He'd get immediate results from it, right. by the way, too. Which I always cool.
1: thought it was cool how he could, like, squeeze the can open.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or, or, that's or, or why... Maybe or that's... tortured open with his, with with his, his pipe.
3: pipe. Why and he pipe. had that... Torch pipe. With the big forearms, maybe, from squeezing... Maybe from yeah.
2: squeezing... That's how you get that. Yeah, yeah. can, yeah. yeah a Yeah. spinach. Yeah. yeah. That, maybe that's... I think maybe, maybe you've helped us answer that question. Oh, you see this thing, I'm Lisa? glad. Yeah.
1: This
2: is what I squeeze all the time. I used to have two of these, but I lost one of them. I've never seen them anyplace else. I've had this for years. It's just a rubber... Just a rubber squeezing thing.
3: What for? What do you, what for? It, what are you trying gives to you, do? It gives you those
2: Popeye forearms. Let me see. Well, I mean, it makes when? You, It gives wow, you a good strong cool. grip. Yeah. Isn't that something? Look at that.
1: Jeez. Well, look at what?
2: My forearms. Look when? at them. Look. Can you what? believe this? Look at those things.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I no, don't want to sound forearms. like I'm bragging.
2: Jeez, look at that. Those, are, those, are, those look more like legs than arms. They're so powerful. <laughs> Jeez, okay. I can't even believe these are my arms. Look at that. <laughs> My gosh, that's impressive. Like a tree trunk.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: But anyway, back to you, Clem. What's on your mind?
1: Well, I haven't been around for a while. You know, I took a short vacation.
2: Yeah, yeah. We noticed you haven't been around for a while.
1: I, well, I went from Walla Walla to Hama Hama and then on to Bora Bora. Yeah. Where I got berry berry from a tsetse fly. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> but I'm that? better
1: now. Well, that's good. Clem? But you guys were talking about product names that sound strange. Yes. There's a bunch of them. Oh, really? Are there? <laughs> I, I had to <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> I, I filled you... two pages and just picked some, and I didn't even get through three huh? aisles in the store.
2: How many did you narrow it down to?
1: Um, hang on. I if it was nine
2: or 11 or...
1: Ten. 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 Before I do, I have to pay some bills. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <sponsored>, you know.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you have a sponsor. Go ahead.
1: This Clem Flurm Top Ten list is brought to you by Rockies Rockeries in Rockport, Concrete, Marble Mount, Granite Falls, and Fife. Five? Fife? Fife. <laughs>
2: Now, these are the top ten rather unusual product names.
1: That sound strange, but really aren't.
2: Really aren't. Number ten.
1: Baby Oil.
2: (laughs) Number nine.
1: (laughs) Cheese Whiz.
2: (laughs) Number eight. St.
1: John's wart. Number
2: seven. Head Cheese. Number six.
1: Toilet water. I
2: always did wonder about that one. My mom had that around the house. Yeah. Why would you buy it? It, I don't know. It's so readily available. Number five.
1: Pond cream.
2: Number four.
1: Head and shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Good
2: point. Number three.
1: Now, in the Asian food aisle, they have a thing called pocky. Pocky Pocky. It's
2: not a skin cream,
1: I hope. P-O-C-K. No <laughs> I didn't know if it was horse pocky or pigeon pocky. <laughs> Number two. Meat rub. Meat
2: no! rub. Oh! That one sounds pretty good to right? me. <laughs> It's hard to find good meat rub anymore. And the number 10... uh, Number one thing? Yeah, I mean number one.
1: Matzo balls.
2: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental
1: Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. Hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Sleep. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. (laughs) Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's loving time.
0: You hear this song every Christmas. It's been around forever, I...
3: Yeah, a, a, a it's not even a Christmas song. I really can't
1: but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening really has been so very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like I My a mother
3: thing. will start to...
0: At least it's that time of year. It wouldn't My be a song you hear in July.
3: Me. Well, I know, but I'm just you were saying. In that, you know, everybody says it's a Christmas song, and it's. But not. I mean, it's, it's, it's about winter time, so. At any rate, there are
0: apparently a bunch of radio stations, um, music services around the country, that are now refusing to play this song, "Baby, It's Cold Outside," because it. Uh, it. Well, so some people have described it as the a date rape anthem.
1: I ought to no, no, no mind if I'm moving At least'm yeah I've heard I guess that. I've never
0: I've never really listened to the lyrics as closely but my my first reaction was, oh come on what I mean yeah. I, come on is not a little flirtation kind of a okay I mean is, is everything have to be looked at with a raised eyebrow? Uh, I mean, I'm all for the Me Too movement, but I'm thinking, come on, you can't attack every song. There's another one called Santa Baby. You know this one?
1: Santa Baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa Baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, you could make a case against that. That's a little... Uh, that's a little tawdry and we maybe we better yank that one off the air. Mm-hmm. Or what or or Santa Claus is coming.
3: Light blue. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I think saying. it's interesting the the baby it's cold outside it's the, the social media's just blown up over this thing because of the radio it's, stations that have pulled pulled this big, song. But, but I, I think what's interesting is that this song came out back in the forties. This was yeah. in nineteen forty four and this was during a time this is clearly a woman who wants who de- who definitely wants to get some. But she is very concerned about her reputation this is not about a guy that's trying to trick her or yeah. or jump on her and take advantage of her it's um it's she's she's very concerned well, about here, her reputation here's, here's and mind you this that... was back in a this was back in the day when the society norms of of, of a woman having any sexual desires at all were a big fat no-no so all, all, all she was worried about was what her mother was going to say, her aunt, the neighbors. What are they going to say? This, I can't do this. Oh, I do. I want to stay. It's been really lovely. I mean, well, it's I clear know, this I, woman I, wants it. I no, 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 Mind it I At least I'm to say that I tried. What's the sense of her? My The song was written now it'd be it'd be um uh I, I i gotta go the guy says yeah but baby it's cold outside and she's like yeah you're right screw that i'm staying <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be it <laughs> yeah
0: well as i got into the lyrics i looked at i've actually printed them out to see what's the what's the big deal here because it starts out okay yeah i really can't stay and you know it's a trade it's a lyric trade-off the woman sings one part, the guy sings the next, and they trade off like that through the whole song. As you know, this evening has been uh, so very nice. My mother will start to worry. Father will be pacing the floor. But then you get a little deeper into it, and and uh, they sing. The neighbors might think, "Baby, it's bad out there." Say what's in this drink? No cabs to be. So he's he's sticking something in her drink. Apparently. Well,
3: there. That,
0: I mean, you could interpret yeah, it that I, way.
3: I, I guess you could. But I guess the, the that phrase apparently used back then was common uh, to sort of, you know, blame your actions on the influence of alcohol. It wasn't that actually something. I think people are like, yeah, he, he put a roofie in her drink. No, that's not it. It's like when you say something silly and you go, oh, God, what's in this drink? You know, it's, well, that's well, what that that phrase is about.
0: Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm but sorry. You, but you're right. I, I you think need, it's a lovely you song. Te- you need to you need to put it in the context of when it was written. Now, you know, right. and I, I just mean, I think it's a lovely okay, song too, and so I make- love
3: it. I think it's a it's it's fun, it's it's got a great tune and I I don't I just am I again am just rolling my eyes that people are 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 uh, you know? I'm going to start singing it out loud in public now, just to see how many people I can offend. Yeah,
0: well, I I, I want to hear it more and more now. Uh, I know, and and it's you know, especially depending on who's singing it. But um, and somebody, and by maybe, the way, let me maybe make maybe let,
3: could, me, let me make let me make one more point here too. Because sure, the
0: floor the floor is yours.
3: All of the rap songs. I'll just mop and, it. All the R&B songs and the rap that, that glorifies uh, violence and drugs and rape. They play those songs all year long. How come nobody's screaming about that?
0: Well, they don't play them on warm, as far as I know.
3: <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I guess, guess they want right. to say, you know, in, in the in the world of, of Christmas tunes, uh, we don't want our kids hearing this or or whatever. I guess you could say. Um, but I mean you could go through uh just about well, every Christmas song and find something uh, inappropriate in there.
3: Yeah, you could. I guess I guess I'm just saying that I, from where I sit this is not a song about a a woman being forced into sex. It's if it's uh, if it's anything it's about the big fat double standard that we had back then and we sometimes still have today about who who is all right who's Permitted to ha- to have sexual feelings and experiences, and not have to be, um, you know, oh, married to somebody to to be able to express that. It's just that's that's what people should be outraged about. Not yeah. that it's well, a date rapey song. I mean, uh,
0: really, uh, the, one of the dirtiest uh, Christmas songs is "Frosty the Snowman." I mean, check that one
1: out uh, closely <laughs> sometime.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Make <laughs> your make
1: you
0: make you go nuts.
1: Frosty the Snowman.
0: But, you know, yeah. maybe maybe somebody should write new lyrics to uh, Baby It's Cold Outside or some sort of contextual thing. Maybe I should do oh, that.
3: Yeah, you, know, you should do that. That's a great idea. I'll work on
0: it. I'll work on it. Hey, that.
3: did you know, did you know, too, I, I looked up uh, a little bit about the history of the song. I didn't realize that this had won an Academy Award. This song was one. Uh, the song won the Oscar. What well, uh, for God's sake? Yes, it did. In, in the 1949 film *Neptune's Daughter*, Esther Williams. Oh, sung I love it that with, movie. Esther Williams sang it with Ricardo Montalban, Montabl- or however you say his name, Montalban.
0: sir, what's in this drink?
3: <laughs> I really can't stay Maybe
1: it's cold outside I've got to go away Maybe it's cold outside
3: This evening has been I'm
1: Hoping that you drop So it. very
3: nice
1: I'll hold your hands They're just like
3: My ice mom. <laughs> It's a roofie, I threw a roofie in your drink
0: There are sometimes, we've talked about this before Sometimes so a certain words said, will trip you up And make you sound like you're maybe a, Slightly inebriated yes. Right before we begin this podcast, uh, you, I was saying I have a terrible cold, and if I start hacking and coughing, and you said you can edit it out, but the way yeah, you I said think... it, it sounds like you were a little hammered. <laughs> could you could, could you it's say
3: that? Just, it's just the juxtaposition of those three of those couple of words that I can't quite get my tongue and teeth around. So I said, yeah, you can just edit it out. Go ahead, edit, edit it, it, out. it out. Just yeah, edit it that out. Sounds. Edit it. That out.
0: It sounds like you're you're. Uh, <laughs> Little, little
3: hammered. A little bit,
0: a little bit hammered. A little bit soused.
1: drop drunk. drunk, drunk,
0: drunk. I can't. I discovered I can't say words, uh, l y words that have. I can't either. An r. Me
3: too. Me either.
0: Especially if they have an r in front of it. This is peculiar podcast, right? But the word peculiarly is very hard for me to say. In fact, I couldn't even say it. And particularly if there's an R and then an L Y, I can't make that. My tongue can't make that leap. Regularly, yeah, and that like regularly would come up all the time when you're reading commercials. This beer, you know, regularly fourteen ninety nine a six pack is now only nine ninety nine. I couldn't say regularly, so I would I would switch it. I would say normally, ah, or or some word that meant the same thing, but I, I just I said, nope, can't say regularly, not going to say it, yeah. can't, can't do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that word, regularly, particularly, peculiarly, yeah, I can't say them either.
0: It's the R in front of the L-Y, I don't know why that is. I guess yeah, our, somebody made up all those words and they never bothered to try saying them first before <laughs> declaring them official yeah. words. Yeah. why well, there ought to it's be a really law. It's really
3: hard. It's really hard.
0: It's super hard. Hey, somebody so sent hard. me this and, and this doesn't qualify as uh our podcast joke, but I thought it was pretty pretty cute. Um this is uh the, it's under the headline Best Headstone Award. I can't believe this is an actual headstone because it's so lengthy, but let's just say it is. Okay. And it's a cowboy tombstone and it's a guy apparently the guy was named Russell J. Larson. There's a picture of him here with a beard, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. And uh, he will—he died not knowing that someday he would win the coolest headstone contest. <clears throat> so here's what's on his tombstone, besides his name: Russell J. Larson, blah blah blah, whatever year he died. And then he said, and then below that it says five rules for men to follow for a happy life. One, it's important to have a woman who helps at home, cooks from time to time, cleans up, and has a job. Two, it's important to have a woman who can make you laugh. Three, It's important to have a woman who you can trust and doesn't lie to you. Four, it's important to have a woman who's good in bed and likes to be with you. And five, it's very, very important that these four women do not know each other or you could end up dead (laughs) like me.
3: That's very funny. That's very funny.
0: So, uh here we are. I, I I'm uh we are miles apart from each other. Uh it's post Thanksgiving but pre Christmas as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And uh we've got we've got a bunch of snow outside of our house down here in central oh,
3: Oregon. Oh, lovely. With more on the way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's
0: okay if you don't if if you don't have to travel any distance. Uh Yeah. Uh putting on chains and all that sort of stuff, then it's kind of it's fun. It's nice. But it's very cold hey, I have- too.
3: I have a, is it cold outside? Last night it got down to
0: about 212 (laughs) below.
3: All right. Um, So I wanted to do a quick correction. um, The last podcast we were talking about. um,
0: I want to apologize for the whole thing, really.
3: Yeah, yeah, we could correct the whole thing, but we had uh, posted our podcast and we were talking a bit about uh, these companies that would make these compilation CDs that um, I got really outraged over because it wasn't the original artists that were doing the songs, and I was getting sucked into buying these CDs back in the '90s, thinking it was the real, the real deal. And we, for some reason, thought it was the KTEL. Yeah, well, I think I volunteered
0: that name and
3: yeah and, it's okay and,
0: and you went with it but and ktel was a real a company that yeah that offered yeah. things like that but i think ktel you actually got the, je- you did. the original artist yes. songs yeah you
3: got the original artist songs so we had a longtime listener um arthur allen actually posted on facebook i can't believe he remembers this stuff it's amazing the stuff he i know. remembers. if he
0: says it then it's right
3: Exactly. I can't even I I never remember the stuff we we talked about, but he said, no, it was it was Drew's famous party music was was the name of the company, Drew's famous party music. And we called up Drew, the guy Drew on the radio on on the air to to, you know, you know, confront him about this, this, uh, you know, bait and switch yeah. tactic he had going on. And uh, anyway, so that's, that's what the name of it was. D- Drew's famous party. I remember I stomped on all of them and threw them away. I was so mad.
0: Yeah. Well, at least the guy, <clears throat> I, I can't remember what, what his rationale was. And how he could justify yeah. the duplicitous uh, <laughs> nature of of his of his enterprise, but but he did cop to it, and I got to yeah, give credit for coming on the but radio with you, facing you know, the music. He
3: didn't sound sorry about it one single bit at all. No,
0: I really
2: didn't. And hey,
3: I want to can before we move on to the whatever we're gonna talk about. Can you share the news that you shared with me this week? Because I'm really really excited.
0: Oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I, it's not a big, uh, big secret, but
3: it's a um, huge deal, and, though. This is exciting.
0: Well, it is. If you, it is, in, if you, to certain people like you that that love uh, animals so much, uh, but uh, it, one of the hardest things I ever had to go through, um, and my wife too, was uh, the the death of my uh, dog Elliot back in July. Yeah, it's been only four months ago.
1: Yeah,
3: or
0: it's been that long, but I, there's still not a day that I don't get a tear think, thinking about him. And uh, yeah. so and that was just a couple
3: we, of days after I left. I came to see you. I got yeah. to see him right before. So
0: yeah, uh, we know, and then we you know, it, it it was time, and then I had t- to take him to the vet, and and so, but it was terribly painful. Anybody who really loves uh, pets has pets or loves animals generally knows what that's like.
3: Yeah. Everybody hurts
1: Sometimes
3: We, we,
0: we talked about this idea that, uh, okay, well, that, that's, that's that. And we've still got a second dog, uh, Sadie, mm-hmm. also. They're, they're, both of these dogs <coughs> had the same mothers, and they were both English Springer Spaniels. And uh, as a sidebar, by the way, I was watching some uh, news coverage of the George H. W. Bush, President Bush's passing, and um, and I noted that, and I I'd forgotten it because I wasn't into dogs at the time, but their family dog, Millie, was an English Springer Spaniel. Did yes, you remember?
3: Yes, I remember that, and they did, they'd actually pose for Christmas cards with her. Yeah, yeah.
0: And there was a great shot of. Uh, President Bush walking across the White House lawn with Millie alongside, mm-hmm. and yeah. it looked like five of her little pups yep. yeah. uh, w- behind them, really taking out the cute. rear. Re- they're, they're incredibly cute dogs.
3: And speaking of and that, I don't know if when, you saw whether the- Whether they're old or young. I don't know if you saw the uh, p- picture that's been going around social media that just brings, I mean, brings your or your heart to a stop is- the picture of of, of 41's cas- casket, it's got the, the American flag draped over it, and his service dog, Sully, is <clears throat> lying down in front of the casket, right centered all by himself, and um, mission complete. Uh, that's the service dog he got when he, yeah. after he lost his wife, Barbara, and he was <clears throat> in a wheelchair, and he was, you know, to, to help with his Parkinson's and all that. Boy, I'll tell you what that that picture and the dog just has this sad look on his face, and yeah. it's just a heart-rending picture. But uh yeah, very yeah,
0: very. have you read sweet. any old Jack London stories, Call of the Wild and that no, kind of thing, no, uh, he
3: no, he touches
0: he touches on that that dogs really do mourn, uh d- d- very much like humans do. Yeah, no, and and so we were seeing this, and, and you want to be careful, you're not. You know, anthropomorphizing too much But we thought we were seeing this and, and I'm sure we are in our dog, Sadie She was so devoted to Elliot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've sent you pictures of her uh, Lying on top of him I mean, she was always cleaning his face and, uh, She was like this dutiful little servant He was like her reason for existing and then when, And all of a sudden he's gone And you can tell she seems lost
3: yeah, um, it's hard.
0: We, you know, we try to, you know, give her as much attention as more than ever, actually. Uh, but uh, there's something missing, as there is for us, too. So we decided, you know what? We've got to get another animal because uh, I think she's, she, she, I think one of the great, Losses was that she never got to be a mother dog because we just there's things about the way she took care of Elliot that suggested to us, man, she would have been a great mom. Well, finally, to get to it now, she is going to be a mom, uh, not she'll be a stepmom essentially, is what she'll be because we're gonna get a new puppy. We've already named him Oliver,
3: he's as cute as.
0: He's as cute as it can be. It's just ridiculous. He is adorable. He he looks like a toy. You
3: sent me the picture and I couldn't even stop staring at it. It was so cute.
0: Yeah, it's just so next week we're as we're recording this we're going to get to go we've seen we've seen them already but not in person yet but, but we're going to get to go and actually get to hold them the people who breed these dogs uh they're very punctilious about certain things and they don't want anybody handling these dogs until they get to be a certain age uh yeah they have to case, have their shots six, so they, seven,
3: yeah they have to have their shots and all that be, so that that keeps them safe so that's yeah. probably why and so they
0: also suggested that we bring we bring uh some towel or something like that to get his smell onto this towel and then we'll bring it back to the house and sadie uh the female dog will smell it yeah and maybe get used to the idea of that that's a
3: great that idea shrimp. i didn't think of that that's a great idea yeah so and then we'll actually
0: um, bring him home uh they have to have an hour and a half with us to go over every detail.
3: Yes, cuz it's um, a new baby.
0: And and I've seen pictures of these people, videos of them when they're giving the dogs up and they and they're in tears every oh, time. Oh, yeah. It's very hard for them to uh, to give them up, but they're not giving the dogs away. There's a fee. So this is part of their business. Yeah.
3: And, but even at that... And that's that's what I went through as a kid. You know, we raised... Uh, we bred and raised and showed uh, Samoyeds uh, when I was a young... Oh, I remember yeah, that. I forgot about that. When I was that. a yeah. young girl and I would just be... It was hor- horrible. The day the people came to get the puppy was... I, I was just crying because I'd bonded with him and fed him yeah. and cleaned up with not? him and it's really hard to let go of the puppies but we you know they always went to a good home my mother was very careful about um, you know vetting people making sure you know some of them were show dogs some of them were for pets but you know she went through a very very um, strict checklist of who was going get, to get get one of our dogs but I still I'd cry like a baby and they were so happy it's so weird the the two opposite emotions so strong happening in that one setting (laughs) you know they were just delighted to get their puppy and i'm just i'm just torn apart that the puppy's leaving
0: yeah yeah it uh it is uh it, it is really really something that to to have a dog it's its whole life like we did with elliot we'll have another swing at it here and we named him Oliver. We, I, I, I wanted it to be another three-syllable name like Elliot. Mm-hmm. I like the the rhythm of that. So we we tried Barnaby. I thought that was kind of cute, uh, not Barabbas, but Barnaby.
1: That's uh, but cute. anyway,
0: we just finally he kind of looks like an Oliver. Yeah, he's he really looks, cute. So maybe we'll call him Oliver Barnaby.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, but he's a, a, a we he's pretty fat too. He's every picture we see of him, he's on his back nursing.
3: <laughs> Every picture.
0: All he does is eat.
3: Do your? Uh, uh, do you have? We'll, have you always had middle names for your dogs?
0: No, never had middle names oh, before. Okay.
3: But uh, well, you, you might. Know, we start. thought
0: that ah, let's throw we'll throw Barnaby in there because maybe we'll like that better. Yeah. But all these names, uh, as edge you have animals, I I don't know if you call your your dogs by their names, but in the case of Elliot, for example, his names from me were variously. Uh Mr. Boy was was the number one mm-hmm. name I gave him or Mr. Man mm-hmm. uh, Ellie Belly mm-hmm. smelly it you know <laughs> stuff like that yeah uh, and I've told you this story before and I've told it on the podcast before but I never get tired of it Um so if you do get tired of it well I'm sorry but if you're hearing it for the first time this is an absolutely true story it happened over Thanksgiving one year we invited these folks over to our house uh, and, uh, and Patty's parents were there as well. So this is a few years ago, This was at least 10 years ago. And so everybody's enjoying the turkey dinner and all that. Well, Patty's mom was not doing very well. She had, uh, let's say gastric problems. And so she had to, she had to excuse herself and she went into uh, a bathroom with just, you know, a short walk away from uh, where we were all eating. And, uh and she's in the, in the bathroom and then pretty soon uh we hear her say
1: "Can, can someone come and help me?" <laughs> okay. And
0: uh so so the uh her husband gets up I'm coming and he goes in there and we can hear him kind of I'm something going on in there. But they finally come back out and what had happened was she um had um well, she was wearing those uh, undergarments, Depend or Serenity, one of those things, and and good thing too because she uh, inadvertently and uh, accidentally uh, did a bit of business in there, and so that's, that's why she needs. Very some delicate
3: help. way of saying that. That was done very well. Uh,
0: so then I remember we sitting around for a while, and I say, "Hey, Bert," that was Patty's dad's name. Uh, what, what did you do with the? Uh, the, the diaper, the, the thing, yeah. Did I just put it in the garbage there? I thought he meant in the main garbage, but it turned. He just threw threw it into the garbage in the bathroom. Oh. Uh, and it was kind of wrapped yeah. up like a taco, and he just dropped it into the the small wastebasket there. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but let me back up a little bit in in the evening. I've, I've kind of no. <laughs> forgotten the most important element. Okay. One of the guests that we had over there. It was a uh, fellow who is has decided to become a Hindu. Uh, he 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 grew up, you know, in this country, and he was went to regular churches and all that sort of thing, like Episcopalian or something like that. But at some point in his life, as many people do, he he found that that particular religion wasn't wasn't giving him all the answers he needed as a human, and so he was drawn to the Hindu religion. And as you may know, I'm sure you do. Among other things, they believe in reincarnation, and they also um uh you know just in other words, they have a sanctity for all life because mm-hmm. uh, that stink bug walking along could could have been your uncle Phil in another life. It would be a stink bug so i'm I'm earlier in the evening, I'm talking to Elliot, and we're playing around and and I go, "Hey, smell it, come here, smell it, come here, smelly, come here, smelly. Mm-hmm. and that just outraged this guy says, "Don't you call in smelly?" This is a living creature. You you're demeaning him by calling him smelly. That's just wrong. And I he go, was serious about this. A, it's just a fun little name. He's a dog. You don't know that. Yeah, you know, he's really scolding me and I felt pretty bad about it. And he was really kind of worked up about it. And I said, Okay, all right, all right. So then we have that dinner and then and then Patty's mother has that accident and then there's the thing that things tossed into the garbage can, and we remained seated, seated in the room. Everybody's still around the table. We're eating pumpkin pie and stuff like that. But the, the fellow, the uh, the guy that was so outraged about my nickname for Elliot, got up, and he was wandering around elsewhere in the house. And uh, and this is what we heard. Hey, Elliot, what you doing? Hey there, buddy, how are you? What, what do you got in your mouth? What is that? What what do you got in your mouth, buddy? Here, let let me take it. Let me. Do... Oh my God! <laughs> Elliot had, of course, retrieved the diaper out of the waste basket and was walking around with it. And this guy, he changed from this this animal lover to just being completely disgusted with this dog and and he, the guy spent the rest of his evening like lady macbeth just washing his hands and he'd be telling his wife i can't get it
3: off i can't get it off there i've heard this story probably 18 times and i yeah. still think it's yeah. funny as hell yeah
0: and i just and we were so proud of elliot so proud of him cuz he so he revealed this guy for what he really is just a regular guy after oh, all you're not gosh. You're not really anything like that trumps the religion. At yeah, the time, no probably. kidding.
1: That's me in the corner. That's
3: me in the spot. Now now you're so gonna way, have this getting young this new puppy dog in all all the it? house. Are you all ready for what a young puppy can do, which is pretty much bring you to your knees raising a young puppy?
0: Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. I mean, it's been uh, since Sadie's a little younger than Elliot. Elliot yeah. uh, passed away about almost twelve years old, and and Sadie's around ten. So it's been at least a decade since we've done that. It's uh, it's we'll kind of like
3: it's kind of like you. For, it's probably like childbirth. You kind of forget the pain of it till you go through it again.
1: Yep. It sounds like a yep. good good
3: yep. idea. But yeah, baby Sherman is now two and a half years old, and um, that was and and plus you've got you and Patty to both sort of you know handle raising the puppy i it, it was just me trying to deal with baby sherman and he was he was difficult he was a difficult puppy and i've got him right around the same time that you're getting this new puppy so the whole potty training in the snow is going to be a real challenge and you know it, that was hard to take him outside
0: yeah we there's going to be definitely times when we're going to look at each other <laughs>
3: yeah. and say, what do we what do we do yeah. what have we done <laughs> But it's so Sadie worth it. Is so bulletproof. It's so worth it, though. Sherman has turned out to be such a delightful young man, and he's just—he's hilarious, and he's smart. And so, it, it, I look back, and I think it was worth it. And I needed to just relax a bit about the whole thing. As you know, I wasn't yeah. very relaxed about it at all. But well, it was but hard. you
0: have—you have two dogs, and you have two dogs, and you have two for that same reason, right? So they yeah. had somebody to hang out with.
3: Well, I waited a while after Molly passed away um, to, you know, so Quince and I hung out for over a year, almost, almost uh, two years together by ourselves. And I got to say, there was something nice about having just one dog. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and, yeah. but but yeah. Quince, Quince is pretty, he's pretty mellow. He, he's just likes to cuddle. He, he, I, do, I think he missed Molly, but I don't think it was, I, I wasn't in a hurry to get, get uh, a new dog. It had to be the right dog. And I, I I, also believe this, too, and I know this probably sounds silly to some people, but I don't think we find our dogs. I think our dogs find us. I really do. I just think they do, somehow.
0: Elliot found that diaper. <laughs> hey, you know, we were talking a moment ago about uh, uh, the passing of, of George Bush, the 41st president. Yeah. I remember... I don't think I voted for him. But he, of course, in some ways a lot of people felt he was serving the third term of Ronald Reagan. He got elected, but he's only a one-term president. Yeah. So when he's running for that first term, there I had an acquaintance and I've tried to uh I tried to reach out to this guy and I and I don't have his email address anymore because I wanted him to clarify a story for me. Back in the day, he w- was a senior uh, what do they call them? Senior
3: White House consu- correspondent, consultant
0: or something like that, with that administration for, for uh, Bush's, uh, as particularly his campaign run. He was a young guy at the time, and uh, and this was a, his first real big political job, and he was very excited. But of course, George Bush, uh, the second time he ran against Clinton, as you know, and Clinton won. Well, along the way, you always hear these stories about what an honorable guy. George Bush was. Uh, he, you know, it was very modest. Uh, could, I mean, I'm sure he's uh, had as big as ego as anybody, but never seemed to take the office of the president as anything more than a gift to him. He treated it with reverence. He had a great sense of history about it, the office. When Ronald Reagan got shot early in his uh, first term, George Bush was in the air and flying somewhere and they said, you got to come back because the president's in the hospital and it's touch and go and so he comes back he lands at the, at the airport and then they're going to take him by helicopter the marine helicopter to land on the white house lawn and he said nope, you just drive me to the white house the helicopter is for the for the president not not for the vice president i mean he was that he he was always thinking about how things looked and and had a great sense of of uh, appropriateness certainly in great contrast to oh i don't know some presidents you could think of. So, in this run-up uh-huh. to this uh, this uh, campaign against Bill Clinton, somehow Clinton was expecting the endorsement of Jesse Jackson. And Clinton is sitting on camera. It's, it's 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 he's not on TV, but he's on camera, and they're ready to interview him. And an aide comes up to to Clinton and and tells him, "Hey, uh, um, Mr. Clinton, uh, Jesse Jackson's." Said he's not going to support you. He's he's back thinking of running himself. Well, apparently on camera, Clinton throws a bloody fit, yells some expletives, uh, is uh, is uh, less than charitable about Jesse Jackson, and, and there's and this is being recorded, uh, but it's not on the. You'll never see it on the air. But somehow the Republican, the the RNC or whoever, they get a hold of this tape, and this is going to be the tape that when this they get this out in the public i mean it's it clinton will be done for and it'll be an easy victory for the second term of george bush so they present this tape hey hey president bush we got this tape it's fantastic it's going to just it's going to blow clinton out of the water and bush said nope we're not using it destroy it and and mm. that just that wow. that impressed that young friend of mine so much and uh, and i i hear a lot of stories like that over the weekend when they all these people are talking about George Bush whether you supported him politically or not I think we all well most of us uh, hunger for those days when uh, the office uh, had some sense of dignity to it and protocol and in that respect we're gonna miss people like him and I hope there'll be more to come and that this has just been a little bump in the road
3: very well said so yeah very well said all right I have one I have one other quick thing I need to um need your I need your counsel oh, yeah. on this, and I don't. I don't want you to make a joke about it. I don't want you to make a joke about it because I'm really, I'm really having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard okay. time with this, and I know you're oh, going to oh. make a joke about it. Probably. Okay. Well, yeah. I know. I mean, it's not dire or anything. It's just, it's just. Uh, I'm, I'm really having some some conf- conflicting, con- some conflicting feelings about something. I, I, I think I need to take care of, and it is this. Um, uh, problem i'm having with these moles and i brought this i told you to see a dermatologist no not the moles on i know i know that's not the moles i'm talking about i'm talking about the ones that are in my garden and i am uh i i had spent quite a bit of money getting um some new sod put in this summer you know i'd saved up money and i'm like i'm finally going to get the front yard looking the way i want and have new dirt brought in and all that and Anyway, long story short, they ruined everything. The moles just went wee, and they just ripped through the yard. Yeah, I, know. I don't even know. They say that it's only one or two moles, right. by the way, that do all this yeah, they're damage. not they're not per very acre, social, is, so they they
0: work by themselves. That's
3: hard to believe because it looked like a it looked like a band of them came through and just had a big party in my front yard. and i just thought you know i've lived here in this house for 22 years and i've never killed them um i i've never you know i've just always put the pavers back i've rebuilt the rock wall i've done this i've done that and i don't know what happened i think i've snapped i think you know that that show snapped i think i've snapped because now i'm like i i can't i can't do this anymore I can't spend all this money fixing all the stuff these little these naughty little rodents keep messing up. So, I I but I feel bad because I don't want to kill them. I hate to kill them. I and by the way, let me just say this: I'm not personally going to kill them. That's that's not even something I could consider. I'm my my dilemma is even hiring a company that's going to come out to kill them, and I feel bad. You are being
0: the Saudi. You're being the Saudi prince of this killing.
3: Exactly. I've talked to a couple of friends who said, I know, I get it. I don't like the idea of killing him, but I just think that, you know... I think there's not much you can do unless you want to just keep spending money trying to fix what they're trying to do. You know what they the the w- w- the stuff they do in your y- yard. And I've also looked at different ways of killing them. And there's some there's some controversy there. You know the the poison gummy yeah. bears we, and versus uh, I, the spike in the You know the head. we had we I had mean, to, I, we had moles. I don't know which is better. We
0: had we, had, we were plagued with moles at, at the last house we lived in, and I tried everything. You know, we tried tried smoking them out. Uh, you know, uh, you're supposed to put, uh, uh, I think, some sort of feces there um, uh, that that that'll repel them. Uh, we tr- we tried the gum thing that you talked about. Then I got those big, scary-looking traps that you set. They're like miniature bear traps. I know. Snap. Never worked. Never caught. Yeah. Never got a single one. The best thing that ever happened was one day Elliot showed up at the door, and he had. Uh, He'd gotten one. He was always had his head in those holes. Wow. And one day he That's left out impressive.
3: And My that impressive My stupid dogs aren't going to do that. They just they just want to lay around on the nice grass, which they don't have anymore because the moles. And I want to take the dogs out and go, see, if you had done your job, this grass wouldn't look like this. I have this. a
0: friend who stood but over I a molehill. Sh- it's not my dog's fault. And he said, I had a baseball bat, and I pulled up a... Uh, Oh I pulled God. up a chair and I sat there. He said an hour went by, two <laughs> hours. And he'd see the dirt, mo- dirt move a little oh. bit. So he's like, I'm just going to wait him out. And then oh he uh, eventually uh, the mole's head emerged and he swung and connected. And that was that. That was the end of the mole. And wow. I, thought, well, I don't know. Wow. I mean, you think about it. A mole is fundamentally the same size as like a guinea pig. And yet, and people have those as pets. Yeah. So, and then they, and they love their pets. Right. So this is somebody's, that mole is somebody's baby.
3: Well, but wait a minute. People don't have moles No, they as don't. Pets. But
0: I'm saying it's, it, n- it's fundamentally an animal of similar size. and.
3: Yeah, see, I would, I would liken it more to a rat than I would a, 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 a guinea pig. And this, this brings us back around eyesight. to, well, what. Right and yeah, big diggy fin fins for hands. Well, the, they're well, the really thing, ugly The thing they're going for in your lawn
0: too. are bugs and worms.
3: Yep. Oh, I know. I know exactly why they're there. You so don't if you have could to get the bugs and to the to
0: worms me. out I'm of not, there,
3: that's not what
0: you should kill them. Kill the bugs yeah, and the I, worms, and then I, the moles is like, well, <laughs> somebody closed well, the sizzler. Minute. I guess I'll have to but leave. There's, <laughs> <laughs>
3: But there's eight million bugs and worms. That's a big job. There's only one or two moles. So, I mean, I just I feel bad. I know I'm I'm gonna feel really guilty, but I'm gonna be feeling. Would you really be happy more satisfied goes, yep, if you yeah, could we, grab a mole and kill it him. with
0: your bare hands?
3: Oh, okay. No, see, I don't. I just feel bad about it. I feel bad about it. I even feel bad when I have to kill the rats in my attic. I hate. I feel bad about. Yeah. Well, you we can't
0: have that. They they carry disease and. You know, you can come up with any number of reasons. Did I tell you my uh, the story of going to my daughter's house recently?
3: Well, are we going to get back to this? Well, you topic, feel bad. You well, is there off more than on that? the other topic now? Well, I just. What do you think I should do? I would. Just, that's your answer. Well, Kill Well,
0: if, if you're investing a lot of money into your lawn, you have to. You have to. Everything can't be weighed the same. I was trying to make the case that a, okay. that a mole is is could fundamentally be regarded as the same. Type of animal is a guinea pig, but they're not really. And guinea pigs don't ruin your lawn. You have to make the hard call sometimes. <laughs> I mean, uh
3: I know. Well, if I'm you just...
0: if you were a farmer, uh, yeah, and okay. you had a bunch of cows and uh, coyotes were coming and killing your cows or wolves or whatever. Well, you, yeah. you can't say, oh, gee, yeah, I really hate to kill the wolf. He's uh, really. Well, you yeah. you, you got to make the hard call sometimes. There's there's a point at which it's unrealistic to just put up with it because uh, okay, it's, it's so, well
3: I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, that's, no, I'm okay and that's, with that. That's kind that's of, that's kind of what I was looking for. Was really yeah, more it's going to haunt your dreams you know, for d- many d-
0: many many years. <laughs> but uh, you'll still have been made yeah, the right thanks, choice. Yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, uh, can I uh, <laughs> can I close? Okay.
3: So yeah. Anyway, back to your back to your daughter. You went uh, to her I'll house. Save that for
0: what? our next podcast. But it's a great story.
3: You want to save it? Oh, this would be a good cliffhanger to make people tune for yeah, the next right. podcast.
0: What was the thing that was found in Cashman's daughter's house? Not just in the house, Ooh. but inside the couch. Okay, that's a good tease right there. <laughs> but, it, but it's time <laughs> okay, for yeah, our, our new tradition, which is close with a joke. These are not jokes I've written
3: okay not no that's not the tradition this is not it's not just close with a joke it's closed with a killer joke
0: well that, that's a a, great that's joke. always the aim a yeah. solid so, joke I don't think I've ever told a lousy joke any comment on that <laughs> all right all right here we go here we go killer go joke searching for a cheap fare to Europe Charles and Carol Baxter see an ad for a 10-day cruise at the astonishing price of just $200 a person. So they get down to the pier, and they're surprised to find an exact replica of an ancient Roman galleon. Even the stewards are dressed in ancient Roman garb. And Carol says, oh, isn't this romantic? As they board the ship and are shown to their room. Well, after the gangplank is lifted, they hear their names being called through a megaphone by one of the stewards. Baxters? Baxters Charles and Carol Baxter, please report to the lower deck. Well, when they get to the lower deck, a steward checks them in and says, Are you guys the Baxters? Okay, it's your turn at the oars. Charles said, Oars? What oars? Just come with me. So he leads them down to the bottom of the ship where the Baxters, Carol and Charles, are immediately chained along with 40 other couples, all of whom are rowing steadily to the rhythm of an enormous kettle drum, played upon by a ferocious armored guard. Whenever the pace slows, a midget centurion walks down the aisle flailing a whip. The Baxter's row for 10 days, receiving only meager rations of bread and water. Finally, at the end of the 10th day, they arrive in Marseille. As they stagger back to their rooms to pick up their luggage, Charles turns to Carol and says, Hey, uh, by the way, how much are we supposed to tip the drummer? Really can't stay. Maybe it's cold outside. It's the middle of May. Maybe it's moderately cool outside. Time for me to split. I hope you don't think I'm a... You've been a horse's ass. Let's put that in the past. You're a big time jerk. All I want to do is twerk. You need to just stop, stop, stop. Please don't call a cop, cop, cop. Think I'll get me an Uber. Sorry I've been such a goober. Ah, no, don't tell me. I know, yes, don't it's true. Don't tell me it's cold, cold outside. outside. It is, baby. Yeah. It really is. No kidding. That explains the maximum shrinkage. I've had surgery. Besides, it's cold, cold outside.
1: outside.
0: It really is, you know.